Welcome to Punkt, the new startup podcast in town. The aim behind Punkt is that we talk to startups from the APX portfolio and within the wider network. We start off with a 30-second startup pitch, then we just chat for a bit, and if in that bit, however, the startup who is joining us says the name, we cut the podcast short. So that's Punkt. Joining me today is Charlotte from Misfits. Charlotte, thanks for being here. You have 30 seconds to pitch Misfits. In that 30 seconds, you're allowed to mention the company's name. After that, it's forbidden or punct. So this is your stage. All right, here I go. So the name of my startup is Misfits, and we exist to get women into bras that fit. Basically, from the time we're teenagers until we die, bras are the first thing that we put on every morning and three in every four women are wearing bras that don't fit. And so essentially we take a data-driven approach to match women and their unique breast shape to the brands, models, and sizes of bra in the market that will be a good fit. Wow, that was fast. Thank you so much. <laughs> so let's get started with the questions. How big is the market? So in Europe alone, we're talking about 7 billion euro worth of bras sold every year. And perhaps an easier way to think of it is that uh, basically after teenage years, women are spending on average 100 euro per year every year on bras. How much traction do you have so far? Yeah, so this is exciting for us because we just did our beta launch about 10 days ago. And in that time, we've gotten almost 2,000 users. And so in that group, 84% are finishing their fit profiles with us, meaning they're mm -hmm. creating their own shape in our platform. Mm -hmm. And about 60% are then creating accounts. How many of you are on the founding team at Misfits? Yeah, so right now, full-time, it's two of us. It's myself and our CTO, Alex. And uh, we have a third co-founder, Hislen. Um, her experience is in uh, interaction design. And what are your backgrounds? So uh, my own background is in finance. Uh, I was working in financial services uh, mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. And I decided to quit my job, move to Italy, and study lingerie design. And it was during that time when I was thinking of creating my own brand that many, many women were coming up to me and saying, mm -hmm. okay, I hate my bra. And that kind of got me thinking, okay, if I produce more bras, people are also going to hate my bras. So what is the actual problem here? Mm -hmm. And that got, got me more into questioning the way that bras are bought and sold. Mm -hmm. And it was in Milan that I met the other two co-founders. So he's then, as I said, her background is in experience and interaction design. And so we really went at the problem from a user experience perspective what's difficult about bra shopping today, what don't people like about it, and what do people want out of an ideal experience. And mm -hmm. in the startup scene, we also met Alex, our other co-founder, and he's got more than 15 years of experience building internet projects. And eventually, I managed to convince him to come work on bras together. Why did you want to call it Misfits? Oh, so the name... I wish there was a better story behind the name. Basically, it was a matter of sitting around a long time and just thinking about it. And definitely we wanted something that captured the inadequacy of the system today, which isn't serving a lot of women. And basically from the way lingerie is marketed to the sizes that are offered in store, a lot of women are left out of the system. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, lingerie is really seen in many parts of the world as this sexy or sexualized piece of clothing. You know, it's a secret or it's 
it's intimate or it's something to hide. And we definitely wanted to go against that kind of mentality and talk about the brand as something that was more open and transparent. And so the the name came rather organically one day and it was a question for a bit of whether to keep the double S or no, but essentially we, we decided on it and it's stuck ever since. What's your biggest learning as a founder? Good question. There have been a lot. That's <laughs> why it's a good question. I would say that this is my first startup and I knew it's something that starting my own business was something I always wanted to do. And I had prepared myself mentally for the difficulty of the work and how much I would need to learn. What I didn't really prepare for was the emotional aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And that going at a company, starting something from zero is really a piece of work and it requires a lot of introspection and a lot of real time to dedicate to understanding yourself better and and how to grow within that position so you can actually do good with your company. So generally speaking, it's that startups are hard emotionally too, and mm. founders deserve to give ourselves the time of day to take care of our emotions. What's your advice to first-time founders then? Oh, first-time founders, yeah. So one, take care of yourself. Mm. <laughs> it's not going to work without you being in a healthy state of mind and yeah. in a condition to make good decisions, both for yourself, the company, and your team. Also that... It's, I don't know if this sounds discouraging or not, but it's normal to feel bad. And I think it's tempting a lot of the time when we feel bad to want to stop. At least I did. And a lot of what helped me push through that was uh, advice from mentors or other people saying, okay, you can feel bad, but you can still do great things. And so it's about really pushing through those tough moments. And just like if you were in a relationship or in any other kind of job, you wouldn't necessarily quit the moment it got hard. It's the same with startups and uh, just to just to keep pushing. What are the next steps for Misfits? Oh, gosh. So our next milestone is we want to get to 5,000 uh, women onboarded on our mm -hmm. site. And the reason for that is once we get to a certain threshold of women, then we'll actually be able to connect to bras in the market. And rather than offering just educational content will also mm -hmm. start to connect to the actual products that are out there. So that's going to be really exciting when we start to make recommendations for bras. And beyond that, it'll be a, I, I wish I knew more clearly what the next milestones were. It'll be a series of experiments to see uh, whether we eventually develop ourselves into a full marketplace mm -hmm. or a subscription model, or rather work together with retailers to create a better way that their shoppers can be finding the correct items. If you could go back and do something again, what would it be? Yeah, if I could do something. And has it to do with misfits? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. So so if we keep it limited to uh, to this startup, I suppose I would have gotten out there earlier with the product mm -hmm. and been less concerned about perfection. I think this is also something that plagues a lot of first-time founders, just believing that holding on to it longer is going to make it better. Uh, when in fact, probably the the most satisfying part and the most useful Thing of getting your product out there is the, feed that, the feedback that people give. And whether it's good or bad, it's always useful and it's always motivating. And so for really a long time, uh, we were sitting on our idea and questioning it mm -hmm. rather than just pushing out to market. And so if I could have a do-over, I would have probably pushed, pushed forward the timeline a little bit. Where do you see Misfits in three years from now? Oh, basically... 
talking in general terms, in three years from now, is that the way that we look at bra shopping should be different. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's something that is really charged for a lot of women. It's confusing, it's frustrating, it's time-consuming, and people just don't like bra shopping. I would love if we can uh, make the first steps towards transforming bra shopping into something more seamless, in the sense that when a woman walks into a shop, she can expect that what what is given to her, either by the saleswoman or what she looks for on the rack, Mm -hmm. she can quickly judge whether it's going to be a fit for her. So an example of that is uh, scanning a barcode in a shop and getting instant fit feedback. Will this model fit? Yes or no. If it will fit, what is the correct size to choose? Mm -hmm. And similarly online, that uh, when a woman is shopping online looking for a bra, that she can judge more quickly, almost use herself as a filter for what's out there and make decisions based on what she wants to wear rather than a concern about whether the the garment will fit her. How do you define success in your own life? Success for me, it means having no regrets. And I, I basically... A couple of years ago, when I decided to start this business, I also narrowed down the bucket list of things I wanted to do in my life that I felt if I didn't do, I I might die and I would regret. And one of those included uh, Mm -hmm. starting my own business. And so in that process, I mean, this I think of it kind of like an experiment and it's generally whether or not this startup really takes off the way that we hope i will consider it a success simply because i won't regret the experience translating that to the day-to-day it also means not regretting any of the very human components of what we're doing if that makes sense i think often we give ourselves a lot of pressure or we're put under a lot of pressure to perform and grow and think about metrics and i really don't want that in that process we lose the human aspect of it and So that means that no matter how much pressure we have, that I've been good in my treatment of yeah, my team, colleagues, family relationships, the people in my life. And I won't regret any exchanges or, or words spoken in the name of, of the business. Thank you. You made it through without saying punct. Wow, I thought I, thought I had it at some point. <laughs> Did you? I, when you were asking me about the name, yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure, but... Uh, But I didn't get stopped, so... Oh, maybe I have to check it again. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Charlotte, for your time. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Yannick. For being here. And thank you for also being the first one on our podcast. Oh, it's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you.